Section 25 of The Diary of a Country Parson by James Woodford. Read by John Greenman. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. 1781, Part 2. August 2nd. Mr. and Mrs. Custance got into their new house for the first time to sleep there, but Mrs. Custance was taken ill before she got there, supposed to be in labor. August 6th, Nancy took a walk this morning to Mr. Custance's new house, and there stayed and dined and spent the afternoon there. I walked in the afternoon there and drank tea, and about eight walked back to our house with Nancy. Begun shearing wheat today, harvest very forward. Gave Mrs. Davy a very genteel steel corkscrew this afternoon. Gave Nancy some muslin to make a shawl. August 8th about two o'clock a strange young man called at my house shabbily dressed with one shoulder higher than the other to ask me leave to set up a school in this parish said he came from yarmouth and was recommended he said by a mr gosling of yarmouth to this parish brought no character with him said also he was a scotchman i told him that i thought it strange that he should apply without any kind of certificate character etc a suspicious man i take him and might belong to a bad crew but hope not august twelfth i read prayers and preached this morning at weston mr and mrs custance both at church and it being so hot they were afraid that they should be obliged to go out of church during the service but did not poor john bowles died this morning about ten o'clock hope he is departed out of this life for a better one poor man he killed himself by drinking so much spirit august fourteenth i buried this evening about seven o'clock in the church poor john bowles aged sixty-three years most of the parish attended at the funeral which was a very decent one peachman stephen andrews mann john pegg william dade and page pallbearers and had silk hatbands and gloves I had also a silk hat-band and a pair of gloves, and as he was buried in the church and for breaking of the ground, received ten shillings sixpence. August 16th. I took a walk this morning to Mr. Custance's, but neither of them at home, being gone to visit Mr. Bacon of Earlham. I stayed and chatted with the children some time. August 18th. Mr. Duquesne returned home Wednesday last, the archbishop of canterbury and his lady mrs cornwallis are come also to mr townsend's at honingham note frederick cornwallis d d seventeen thirteen to seventeen eighty three he succeeded dr seeker see pages two fifty five to two fifty six footnote at archbishop of canterbury in seventeen sixty eight though apparently a popular man he was a prelate very much of the world and altogether inferior to his predecessor in talents. He married in 1759 Caroline Townsend, a sister to Mr. Charles Townsend of Honingham, see page 211, hence his visit there. See The Primates of the Four Georges by Alfred W. Rowden, K.C., 1916, also D.N.B. August 21st nancy and myself dined and spent the afternoon at mr john custance's at the new hall with him and mrs custance they sent their coach after us and carried us back home in it 
We had for dinner ham and two fowls boiled, some young beans, veal collops, and hash mutton for the first course, a roast duck, baked puddings, apple tart, etc., second. They behaved very civil and very friendly to us. Mrs. Custance gave Nancy a pearl necklace and pearl chain to hang from the necklace, a pair of pearl earrings and another pair of earrings. Mrs. Custance is exceedingly kind to my niece, indeed. We returned home about eight o'clock in the evening, after spending a very agreeable day. August 22nd. I took a ride to Duquesne's this morning, stayed with him about an hour, found him rather low still, and fretting himself about being so tied by the leg in dancing backward and forward to Townsend's with his great company. The Archbishop of Canterbury and Lady are there, etc. The Archbishop and Lady go from Townsend's Saturday next. Duquesne is then determined to visit his neighbors, though Townsend be ever so much affronted at it. August 25th. Nancy had a letter this evening from her father, in which he mentions the death of poor Tom Sims by a fall from a horse. Poor fellow! Hope he is much happier than he was here. August 27th, Nancy saw Sir William Jernigan and a General Jernigan, a German, at Mr. Custance's. The General is some relation to Sir William's, lives in Germany, a very good kind of man. August 30th, about two o'clock, took a walk to Mr. Custance's, and there dined and spent the afternoon with him, Mrs. Custance, and Mr. Martineau, a man midwife from Norwich, a sensible young gentleman, and well-behaved. See page 292, footnote. And my niece. We returned home in Mr. Custance's coach, and Mr. and Mrs. Custance attended us in it, but they did not unlight. I was very low and dull going to bed tonight, and could not go to sleep. We had for dinner today a couple of fowls roasted, a piece of boiled beef, stewed mutton, fricasseed rabbits, a currant pudding, and tarts. Mr. Rollins, Mr. Custance's architect, also dined with us today. September ninth, I read prayers and preached this morning at Weston, my squire and lady both at church, as was Nancy. As I was walking to church, I met Mr. Custance's coach and four, about half-way from my house, with Mr. and Mrs. Custance in it, coming after Nancy to carry her to church. But she was gone to church before. It was very kind of them by so intending. During my sermon at church, a poor woman was taken in fits, which disconcerted the whole congregation, and made me conclude sooner than I intended. They could not get her out of church. The woman was old Richard Bates' wife, an old woman. One guinea's worth of bread was given away this morning to the poor of Weston, a legacy of late John Bowles. A much greater number of poor people at church this morning than used to be, owing to the above. Spraggs, my gardener, dined with our folks to-day, he being at Weston Church. September 18th, at noon, took a walk to Mr. Custance's, and to my great surprise as well as satisfaction, Mr. Custance acquainted me that his wife was brought to bed this morning of another boy, and that they were both extremely well. Mr. Custance desired me to christen the child, which I did immediately, and by name William. He asked me to dine with them, but could not. 
I returned, therefore, home to dinner and told Nancy of the good news of Mrs. Custance being brought to bed. She was very glad to hear of it, and that they were well. To Lizzie's mother, Mrs. Greaves, for six turkeys this afternoon, paid nine shillings. September 19th. Weston bells rung yesterday and again today on Mrs. Custance being brought to bed and in the new house. September 22nd. I breakfast, dined, supped and slept again at home. Nancy breakfast, dined, etc., etc., here again. To an old man of Repham, for forty oysters, paid two shillings sixpence. Mrs. Davy and with her Alexander Payne made us a morning visit, stayed with us about an hour, and returned home. To my butcher's man, Simons, for pork at three and a half pounds, six shillings sixpence. Mr. Custance, my squire, made us also a visit this morning immediately almost after Mrs. Davy left us, and he also stayed with us an hour. Mrs. Custance, brave. My name I saw inserted on the Norwich paper this evening as preacher at the General's next Monday at Aylsham. The Archdeacon, Dr. Burney. The death of Mrs. Leneve, mentioned on the Norwich paper also, as happening at London, and of a raging fever. Pray God she be happy, and send comfort, O Lord, to her two disconsolate orphan daughters. September 23rd. There was a grand funeral at Ringland today about noon. Poor Mrs. Leneve brought from London there. September 24th. At eight this morning took a ride to Aylsham, about ten miles from Weston, with my man Will Coleman. We got there about ten, put up my horses at the three black boys, and then sent for a barber, dressed myself in my gown and cassock and scarf, being the archdeacon's visitation today, and went about eleven o'clock to church, where Mr. Taswell read prayers, and after prayers I ascended the pulpit and gave them a sermon. From church we returned to the three boys to dinner. The clergy present were as follows. The Reverend Mr. Green, who sat in the chair, and represented the Archdeacon, Dr. Burney, myself next as preacher, Mr. Taswell next as reader, Mr. Priest of Repham, Mr. Whitmell, Mr. Brown, Mr. Sandford, Mr. Bryant, Mr. Leith, and Mr. Juvel. Myself and Taswell were treated by the chairman. To a barber at Aylsham gave ninepence. Mr. Morfu, Mr. Morse, Mr. Priest's son, Richard, and a Mr. Robbins dined with the clergy at Aylsham. It was almost unanimously agreed by the clergy that the generals should be alternately at Aylsham and Repham, and desired Mr. Morphew to mention it to the archdeacon. Lent my servant Will at Aylsham this morning ten shillings sixpence. We broke up at about four o'clock, and then I mounted my mare and returned home to Weston about six. The church of Aylsham is large and handsome, and an organ at the west end of it, and which was played. We had for dinner part of a rump of beef boiled, a loin of veal roasted, three fowls roasted, and a an ham with some plain puddings. It was a shabby dinner and overdone. Plates, knives, and forks were shabby indeed. To Mr. Morphew, paid for procurations and pascals, nine shillings, seven and a half pence. I drank some spruce beer of Mr. Taswell's at dinner and liked it very well. It was in bottles. October 2nd. 
i breakfasted dined supped and slept again at home nancy breakfast dined etc here again to an old poor man thomas wall gave this morning tuppence ben caught a hare in the cover this morning with ye dogs cut my patagonian cucumbers this morning the largest weighed fourteen pounds the other twelve pounds october fourth mr burroughs of morton called on me this morning to let me know that captain Legris had heard that i had carried from his gravel pit a large quantity of gravel lately and more than was promised me and that i would make some acknowledgment for the same but i believe it is burroughs scheme to get some money for himself i intend waiting on mr Legris concerning it when i go to norwich mrs custance though only brought to bed about a fortnight called here this morning in her coach and took nancy with her to spend the day with her at the new hall she is very finely and brave indeed am heartily glad for it at two o'clock took a walk to mr custance's and there dined spent the afternoon and evening till eight o'clock mrs custance dined by herself above stairs mr press custance a mr walton who is a portrait painter from london and is drawing mr custance's picture and mr rawlings the architect dined with us there we had for dinner a jugged hare a leg of mutton roasted stewed beef and hashed duck for the first course besides a fine piece of boiled beef on the side table for the second course we had a brace of pheasants roasted some grilled oysters pudding and tarts and custards after tea mrs custance nancy mr custance mr press custance mr walton and self played a pool of commerce of one shilling apiece drawing two pences at which i lost sixpence nancy lost one shilling sixpence having bought in a second time mrs custance won the pool in all neat four shilling sixpence myself and nancy returned home in mr custance's coach we spent a very agreeable day at the new hall the weather also was very fine evening cold rather october fifth i breakfast dined supped and slept again at home nancy breakfast dined etc here again mr charles townsend of honingham called on me this morning about eleven o'clock and walked round my gardens with me and afterwards came in and sat with us about half an hour and then retired he caught me on the hop busy in my garden and dressed in my cotton morning gown old wig and hat soon after mr townsend left us dr thorne of mattishall made us a visit walked about the garden ate some grapes and after spending half an hour with us in my study he went away about two o'clock mr decane and mr priest of repham in mr priest's chaise came to us and dined and spent the afternoon with us and part of the evening till eight o'clock and then they went on to decane's i gave them for dinner a bit of boiled beef a boiled fowl with pork and greens and a hare roasted after tea we played one pool at quadrille neither won or lost this has been quite a levee day with us october seventh about five o'clock this afternoon who should come to my house but hall who has just come into norfolk from hampshire he supped and spent the evening with us and wanted sadly to sleep at my house but it could not be 
He slept at Lenwade Bridge, left us about nine o'clock. Hall fights very cunning about self. He loves himself too well, and would fain get a firmer footing at my house. I never asked him to come to my house when he went. He is very bold, and will not take broad hints. He will do anything to save his own pocket. To a brief for fire gave one shilling. October 8th. Mr. Hall never called here this morning. October 11th. I breakfast and dined at the King's Head. He had written to Norwich the day before. To Mr. Baker for things at his shop paid nineteen shillings sixpence, that is, tobacco, pot, four shillings sixpence, three quire of paper, gilt, two shillings sixpence, eight quire of paper, not gilt, three shillings, three corkscrews, one shilling, two pair of nut crackers, two shillings, glass crackers, sixpence, humming top, one shilling, bottle of Dalmahoy's perfume, one shilling, netting needles for Nancy, ninepence, small candlestick for wax, one shilling, sixpence, ivory thing to wind silk or thread, sixpence, crackers, threepence, ivory needles, sixpence, bandalore, sixpence, in all, nineteen shillings, sixpence. Called at Captain Legrace's this morning about some gravel, but he was not at home. Had a long chat, however, with his wife. Then called at Mr. Francis's. Saw Mr. and Mrs. Francis, Jr., but not the senior. From thence called and saw Miss Leneve in St. Stephen's churchyard. Her sister was in the country. Miss Leneve seemed pretty well after her great loss of a good mother. There was a man with her of about fifty years old, and I believe is a Quaker, as he kept his hat on all the time. His name was not inserted by a diarist, a near relation of the late Mrs. Leneve's. Miss Leneve told me that her mother wondered that she did not hear from me when she was at Windsor, but I told her that I did send her a letter as she desired, and in it one to the warden of New College by her desire. The letter miscarried, owing to its not being properly directed, as Mrs. Leneve forgot to mention her address at Windsor and therefore I only directed it to her at Windsor. From Miss Leneve went to Mr. Hall, who has lodgings near St. Peter's Church, behind the marketplace at a glazier's, by name Smith. He was very glad to see me, and pressed me to dine with him, as he was just going to dinner, but did not, as I intended dining at Priest's. But when I got thither they had all dined, so I went to my inn, and there made a running dinner about three mr hall came to me soon after dinner and drank a glass of wine with me and about half past four o'clock i left norwich my man will bringing my horses in the morn paid and gave at the king's head about eleven shillings to mr priest for an ounce of the best rhubarb paid three shillings to a mr chamber for half an ounce ditto paid two shillings we got home to weston about six o'clock and there supped and slept at home. Nancy, very glad to see me, returned, having been alone all the time. October 17th. Gave my men, Ben and Will, leave to go to St. Faith's Fair today. They returned in good time in the evening. They had my horses to go thither. Mr. Custance sent his coach after Nancy and myself about two o'clock, 
for us to go and dine with them by appointment, and we dined and spent the afternoon with Mr. and Mrs. Custance, Lady Bacon, Mr. Duquesne, Mr. Press Custance, Mr. Carter, the new clergyman of Ringland, a Mr. Walton, who is a painter and whom we saw before there. We had for dinner the first course some fish, pike, a fine large piece of boiled beef, peas soup, stewed mutton, goose giblets, stewed, etc. Second course a brace of partridges, a turkey roasted, baked pudding, lobster, scalloped oysters, and tartlets the desert black and white grapes, walnuts and small nuts, almonds and raisins, damson cheese and golden pippins, Madeira, Lisbon, and port wines to drink. We returned home about eight o'clock as we went. Duquesne went with us and returned with us in the coach, he leaving his horse at my house during the time. Nancy nor myself can make nothing of Mr. Carter as yet. He is a short man, black and ordinary though young mr duquesne stayed with us about a quarter of an hour and then went home on horseback and a man with him october eighteenth mr forster of this parish lost a little boy this morning i privately named it in january last it was never brought to church to be presented i am sorry for it a great negligence in the parents of it i think October 22nd, Mr. Carter of Ringland made us a long morning visit, and for the first time. He is a sensible man. October 23rd, Mr. Howes and Mrs. Davy called this morning at about eleven o'clock. Mrs. Howes so weak that she could not get out. Mrs. Davy stayed, dined, and spent the afternoon with us. Mrs. Howes returned back again in the chaise. At half-past one Lady Bacon and Mrs. Custance, in a coach and four, made us a morning visit, stayed with us about an hour, and then returned home. Mrs. Davy was highly pleased with Mrs. Custance, as indeed must everybody who has once seen her. Mrs. Custance brought Nancy a present of a leer, lawn handkerchief, and the Queen's lace, as it is called for her stays. We had for dinner a fowl boiled, and a tongue a piece of roast beef, and a plain Norfolk pudding. Mrs. Davy returned in the evening to Hockering in the chaise. October 25th, Mr. Hall called on us about noon, but did not dine with us, though I asked him, as I dined at three o'clock. He is not looked upon in this neighborhood so much as he used to be, as his visits are merely interested for himself, and that he never makes any kind of return for the same not even the smallest present to any person. October 26th. I breakfast, dined, supped, and slept again at home. Nancy, breakfast, dined, etc., here again. Took a ride about noon to Mr. Custance's, saw him, his wife, and Lady Bacon. They were all full-dressed and just going to Earlham to Mr. Bacon's to dinner. Took a ride from thence to Lenwade Bridge, and so home. Beckham, the net-maker, called here at dinner, and he dined with our folks. He fights cunning. He came to mend my drag-net, but I would not have him mended at my house, as I know him to be an expensive boarder. If he has it to his house to mend, it will cost me one pound two shillings ninepence, which is very dear indeed. I told him that I would send it to his house, 
if it was to be mended by him. I saw Mr. Custance's new brew house when there today, everything on a very large scale, so large as to brew eight barrels at a brewing, every article most convenient. October 29th. Mr. Carey and Mr. Hardy dined with our folks today. Clerk Hewitt of Mattishalburg called on me this evening by desire of Mrs. Davy to taste some smuggled gin, which I liked, and he is to bring me a tub this week. November 1st. Mrs. Custance, with her little boys, made us a short visit this morning. I gave her eldest boy, Hamilton, an humming top. I gave George also a silent top which I bought for them some time ago. November 2nd. It rained so all the morning till two o'clock that I was afraid I could not go to dine at Mr. Townsend's, but at a quarter after two it begun to abate, and then I dressed and took a ride to Mr. Decane's, where I found Mr. Priest, and after staying about half an hour with them, and there we all three went to Mr. Townsend's. Mr. Duquesne and Mr. Priest went in Duquesne's chaise, myself on horseback, and we all dined and spent the afternoon with Mr. and Mrs. Townsend and stayed there till nine at night, and then we returned and supped at Duquesne's. We did not dine till four o'clock. We had for dinner a cod's head, a chine of mutton, veal collops, pudding baked, etc. Second course, an hare, roasted, and a pheasant, some amulet macaroni and tarts etc madeira and port wines to drink we were at mr townsend's near an hour before dinner during that time we went into the billiard room and i played one game of billiards with mrs townsend and beat her though she plays very well we dined in the dining room and drank coffee and tea in the drawing room which is hung with silk and most magnificent furniture in it the grate in it the finest I ever saw, all of steel and most highly polished. It cost nineteen guineas. After tea we played quadrille, neither won or lost. Upon the whole we spent a most agreeable day there. On our return to Duquesne's, Mr. Priest's eldest daughter was there being returned thither from Norwich. I supped and spent the evening at Duquesne's with him, Mr. Priest, and daughter. I got home about eleven at night. Mr. Priest and daughter slept at Duquesne's. My man Will went with me to Mr. Townsend's, etc. Sent a letter this evening to my sister Pounsett. Nancy was well pleased on my going out today. November 6th. Mrs. Custance, in a riding habit, came to my house this morning, on foot with her two eldest boys and a servant boy with them, about twelve o'clock, much tired and very dirty and wet as were her little boys. Mrs. Custance changed her shoes and stockings and had some of Nancy's. Mrs. Custance drank some warm red wine and water, which I hope will prevent her catching cold, as did the little boys. Being obliged to go to Lenwade Bridge to settle Dr. Bathurst's tithe accounts, I left Mrs. Custance, etc., at my house and went to Lenwade Bridge but called at Mr. Custance's in my road thither, and acquainted Mr. Custance of Mrs. Custance and the little boys being at my house. And there I dined, and spent the afternoon with Bathurst's parishioners, and received their compositions from most of them, and about six returned home to Weston, 
and found nancy gone as mrs custance desired her to return and dine with her she went in the coach and returned by herself in the same between seven and eight this evening november tenth my boy coming from mr custance's this morning found a hare sitting and we went with our greyhounds to corset which we did and had a tolerable good course though short and killed it i gave jack finding her as i used to do on finding a hare one shilling clerk hewitt of mattishallburg brought me a tub of gin this evening about five o'clock paid him for it one pound five shillings gave him also for his trouble of bringing it one shilling we had nineteen bottles and a pint of the tub november fourteenth about noon took a ride to norwich with my man will and dined supped and slept at the king's head as soon as i got to norwich i went to Carrison's bank and there received for cash etc a note of a hundred and thirty seven pounds which i immediately enclosed in a letter to dr bathurst of christchurch oxford i walked to the post office and put the letter into the post which sets for london this evening at ten o'clock i then went to the king's head and eat a mutton chop and before i had quite dined mr hall came to me and we smoked a pipe and drank a bottle of wine took a walk about norwich till after nine and then we supped and spent the evening together at the king's head till after eleven o'clock and then mr hall went to his lodgings and i went to bed walking so much this evening etc made me rather fainty november fifteenth i breakfast and spent the morning at norwich after breakfast took a walk to baker's and bought a smelling bottle of burnt salts for which i paid one shilling for a comb also at baker's sixpence for a silent top also at baker's paid sixpence at mr beatniff's lady's pocket-book for seventeen eighty two paid one shilling at mr toll's for a pair of cotton stockings for nancy paid seven shillings sixpence called on mr hall about eleven o'clock and we took a walk to mr landy's in the market-place a chemist and druggist and bought of him one ounce of rhubarb three shillings of ditto for a small vial of goulard's extract paid threepence the above mr landy was of winchester and his mother whom i knew very well and often ticked with her lived in a house in college street and kept a huckster's shop there and she had many a shilling of me mr landy is married and came from london to norwich about three years ago he has a very good shop and house i did not see his wife i invited him over to weston i returned to the king's head about noon paid my reckoning and set off for weston for dinner i asked hall to take a ride with me and dine at weston but he begged to be excused paid and gave at the king's head etc thirteen shillings ten pence i made mr hall pay his share at the king's head i got home at weston about three o'clock and dined supped and slept at the parsonage house nancy breakfast dined etc at weston i was rather tired and fatigued by being out will informed me to-night of his being ill in the venereal way november seventeenth will had from mr thorns for his complaint some salts and some pills he took a dose of salts yesterday morning and this evening took one pill and is to take one every night till he has taken eight and then to take another dose of salts dr thorne says that his complaint is nothing very bad and will do well soon 
november twenty first one of mr aldrich's who goes about with a cart with linens cottons lace etc called at our house this morning to know if we wanted anything in his way he called here whilst mrs howe and mrs davy were here i bought of him some cotton six yards for a morning gown for myself at two shillings sixpence per yard paid fifteen shillings some chintz for a gown for nancy five yards and one half i paid one pound fourteen shillings for an east indian silk handkerchief for self paid five shillings sixpence nancy also bought a linen handkerchief etc of him mrs howes bought a silk handkerchief of him also november twenty sixth mr hall came here about twelve o'clock and he stayed and dined and spent the afternoon with us he went away about four o'clock and took his leave of us as he goes into hampshire wednesday next with intent to stay there with his friends for some considerable time finding it very disagreeable to board in this part of the country and which it must be to him we had for dinner some soup a turkey roasted and pudding november twenty eighth i breakfast dined supped and slept again at home nancy spent the day etc at hockering mr custance and his wife etc returned home this afternoon from sir edmund bacon's i sent to inquire after them in the evening and they were very well they sent me back the london papers in one of which there was the following bad news from north america that lord cornwallis with seven thousand men were obliged to surrender themselves all prisoners to the american army of fifteen thousand men it was not authenticated sufficiently being only mentioned in a morning paper from london december first i breakfast dined supped and slept again at home nancy breakfast dined etc here again it is very true that lord cornwallis and his whole army and forty ships a hundred and sixty cannon etc are all taken by the americans and french in virginia note at yorktown on october nineteenth seventeen eighty one see page two hundred and eighty five footnote my people went out a coursing this morning and they brought home a brace of hares a rabbit and a partridge which they found in a trap they saw a great many hares to-day and had fine sport i could not go out with them being busy december fourth the two miss lenives with another lady called here this morning in a chaise but i could not prevail upon them to get out as they were going to dine at Wichitnam. I asked them to dine with us, and eat some of my frolic pudding this day, being my tithe audit, but they could not. The following farmers paid me their respective dues, but Mr. Dade and Mr. Page, Peachman, Howlett, Girling, Andrews, Rising, Dade, Page, Mann, Pegg, William and James Bidewell, Carey, Bush, Case, Baker, Forster, Buck, william and thomas leggett burroughs palmer of morton for brother beans for mrs pratt and horner they all dined and some stayed till very near twelve at midnight stephen andrews and john pegg very soon got quite drunk by strong beer the latter was quite beastly so and spewed about the passage etc very shameful in him i gave them for dinner a leg of mutton boiled and capers salt fish and eggs a fine piece of roast beef and quantities of plum puddings wine punch and strong beer to drink after they drank five bottles and one half of rum four bottles of wine 
nine lemons made use of and one pound and half of sugar from carries i received this day for tithe and glebe two hundred and forty pounds two shillings sixpence it was rather too late before they went but they waited to see the end of the bowls n b i filled the bowls rather too full this year we did not sup till after twelve o'clock and did not get to bed till near two in the morning december sixth about twelve mrs howes and mrs davy came here and mrs davy was left here to spend a few days with nancy mrs howes returned back without getting out soon after mrs howes went mrs custance with her eldest son came here in her coach on four and they stayed with us for two hours after that mrs dunnell came here and paid me for tithe and glebe and call land twenty pounds nine shillings sixpence out of which i paid her for odd things one pound six shillings twopence after that just as we were going to dinner mr mountain of witchenham called here and paid me tithe for bathurst the sum of thirty-five pounds five shillings mrs davy dined supped and slept here with nancy we had for dinner some soup a piece of beef boiled and a fine hare roasted at quadrille with dummy this evening one two shillings december seventh immediately after breakfast i rode to honingham and married a very odd couple a fine young man about twenty-two years of age by name robert martin and an old infirm weak widow about fifty years of age by name jane price by license and for duquesne as he was not returned home yet i received for marrying them the usual fee there five shillings we had for dinner to-day a neck of mutton boiled and a goose at quadrille with dummy this evening one sixpence december tenth to my butcher henry baker this morning for meat for the whole year till now paid thirty-seven pounds two shillings received of ditto for a calf one pound five shillings we had for dinner to-day a rabbit boiled and onions and a fine piece of roast beef december eleventh sir edmund bacon and mr custance made us a long morning visit i signed a paper for mr custance as a witness for seeing him write his name about noon took a ride to norwich and my man will went with me but he returned back to weston with my horses as soon as i got thither i dined etc at norwich as soon as i got to norwich i walked to mr francis's and there dined and spent the afternoon with him his wife and mr francis senior we had for dinner a couple of rabbits boiled and onions and some roast beef after dinner i settled some money accounts with both the mr francis's to the senior paid him for a court dod esquire money lent me four or five years ago one hundred pounds for interest for the above at five per cent for one year and one month and some odd days paid him besides five pounds eight shillings sixpence december twelfth i breakfast and spent the morning at norwich before breakfast walked to lewis's shop and there bought six yards of printed linen for my undermaid at two shillings tuppence per yard thirteen shillings for a lining at one shilling a yard fourteen shillings bought also six yards of black ground cotton for a morning gown for myself at two shillings fourpence fourteen shillings to five yards also of l wide calico for a lining seven shillings sixpence 
After breakfast I took a walk to Miss Lenave's and paid them a year's rent for Call land, sixteen pounds. I stayed with them near an hour. They told me that they leave Norwich next week for good and are going to London to reside. I wish them happy. To my tailor Harlan, by his man Forster, paid four pounds, sixteen shillings, sixpence. I sent by him to his men in the shop to drink one shilling. Went to the post office and gave one John Watson, who is under postmaster, my annual gift of two shillings, sixpence. At Chase's for Moore's Almanac for 1782, paid ninepence. At Ditto for Baldwin's Pocketbook for Ditto, paid one shilling, eightpence. To my barber Wylam, for a new wig, paid one pound five shillings. In the fish market, for some oysters, six, paid threepence. For one couple of widgeon in the market, paid one shilling sixpence. My man Will came with my horses this morning, and at two this afternoon set off for Weston, paid and gave at the King's Head six shillings sixpence. I got home to dinner by four o'clock, and there dined, supped, and slept at the parsonage. Nancy breakfast, dined, etc., there again. Mrs. Davy breakfast, dined, etc., there again. We had for dinner today a couple of rabbits and onions, and a fine turkey roasted. For supper, one of the widgeon roasted, and which was very nice. December 16th, I read prayers and preached and churched a woman, my boy Jack's mother, this morning at Weston. I gave her the churching fee, and she dined at my house afterwards, as did a young man by name Fothergill, who brought a note from Mrs. Davy to Nancy neither my squire or lady at church, the former being ill. December 17th, to my malster, palmer of Morton for malt, etc., for the last year paid him this morning a bill of twenty-two pounds, one shilling, sixpence. December 19th, to a poor lame boy of my gardener, Sprags, gave sixpence, and some victuals and drink never known scarce such a continuation of so fine mild and open weather as we enjoy at this season spent a couple of hours this morning in my cover hunting rabbits and laying one of my fishing nets for them about the furs we caught one in the net and another the dogs caught both young december twenty first to poor people being st thomas day of weston that live in the parish gave each sixpence in all one pound two shillings sixpence. December 24th. I took a walk to Mr. Custance's this morning and spent an agreeable hour with him and his wife. Mr. Custance is but very poorly indeed, and their youngest child also very ill. They sent for Dr. Dunn from Norwich on the child's account early this morning. Their servant brought back a letter for my niece from the post office, from her father, who acquaints her that he is greatly distressed for money. I paid for the letter eightpence, gave the boy Edward fourpence, one shilling, gave to the carpenters at Mr. Custance's as I went into their shop at Sandy Hill to drink, one shilling, to John Horner for Hulver, i.e. Holly, against Christmas, one shilling, sent Mrs. Custance a very fine coalflower this evening. December 25th I breakfast, dined, supped, and slept again at home. Nancy, breakfast, dined, etc., here again. 
i read prayers and administered the holy sacrament this morning at weston being christmas day my squire's lady at church and at the sacrament the squire was not well enough to attend richard bates richard buck tom carey tom carr tom dicker tom cushion and james smith my clerk all dined at my house i gave each of the poor old men one shilling being seven shillings we had a good piece of roast beef for dinner and plenty of plum puddings poor old tom carey could not dine here being ill but he is another day and have one shilling gave nancy this evening for card money etc as she is going to spend a few days at mattishall with mr and mrs bottom one pound one shilling to spragg's lame son for a christmas carol gave sixpence december twenty sixth i breakfast and slept again at home nancy breakfast at home to weston ringers this morning gave two shillings sixpence about twelve mr bottom of mattishall came after my niece in his whiskey and at one they went off for mattishall i gave mr bottom a fine hare to carry home with him in the whiskey i went with them part of the way on my mare and my man will with me i went from them to go and see mrs howes who is but poorly again saw her mr howes mrs george payne mrs davy and betsy the family there in great distress about alexander payne who made away with himself on sunday last by throwing himself headlong into a deep pit he married one of mr howes's daughters but his circumstances being but very badly is supposed to be the cause of so rash an action the poor man they say had no vicious ways whatever but no kind of economy or conduct in either him or his wife i am very sorry for the poor fellow indeed he has been at my house more than once i liked him very well from mrs howes i went on to mattishall and there dined spent the afternoon supped and spent the evening at mr bottom's being his rotation day mr howes mrs davy mr smith mr duquesne nancy and myself all dined with mr and mrs bottom we had for dinner some boiled beef three fowls roasted a pig's face stewed loin of mutton peas soup and mince pies mr howes and mrs davy returned to hockering about nine o'clock and mr smith took the advantage of their carriage to his house as it rained then very much mr duquesne and myself being on horseback and the weather very wet about nine o'clock we therefore stayed and supped with mr and mrs bottom and my niece we had for dinner some brawn cold beef and mince pies mr duquesne and self stayed till after eleven o'clock and then it being tolerable weather we set off for our respective homes i got home about twelve and not very wet my niece stayed and supped and slept at mr bottom's at quadrille this evening won two shillings sixpence i did not get to bed till after one o'clock i had my bed warmed and was very comfortable december twenty seventh i breakfast dined supped and slept again at home to mr carey for things from norwich etc paid sixteen shillings fivepence to betty for bread paid onepence to will for turnpikes etc paid tenpence to jack money borrowed of him paid one shilling to my blacksmith's boy a christmas box 
sixpence. To my butcher's son, a Christmas box, one shilling. Mr. Carey dined with our folks today, as he could not on Christmas Day, not being well. Duquesne sent over to me this morning to desire me to dine with him today, but I begged to be excused. December 28th, I breakfast, dined, supped, and slept again at home. Had my study chimney-place altered today by Mr. Hardy, and to prevent its smoking, but am still afraid of it. This is, I believe, the fourth time of altering it already. I was hurried all day about it, and also vexed. Mr. Hardy and his man, Tom Carr, dined in kitchen. December 29th. I breakfast, dined, supped, and slept again at home. Paid Mr. Hardy and man for work yesterday, two shillings, ninepence. About noon Mr. Bottom brought home Nancy and his whiskey. I desired him to dine with me on a fine hare, but he promised Mrs. Bottom to return home. Nancy dined, supped, and slept at home. To my gardener Spraggs, for work, paid four shillings. December 30th, I breakfast, dined, supped, and slept again at home. Nancy breakfast, dined, etc., etc., here again. I read prayers, preached, and churched a woman this morning at Weston Church. My squire and lady at church, received for churching the woman, sixpence. Jack's brother Tom Wharton dined with our folks. December 31st. I breakfast, dined, supped, and slept again at home. Nancy breakfast, dined, etc., here again. To my Molster's man a Christmas box gave one shilling. To Mr. Carey for things from Norwich, etc., paid six shillings tuppence. Walked out a-coursing this morning with my dogs for four hours, had a very fine course with one hare, and which we at last killed. Saw no other hare. Betsy Davy was brought this morning on horseback from Hockering to spend a day or two with Nancy. She dined, supped, and slept here. Being the last day of the year, we sat up this night till after twelve o'clock, drank our friends' health everywhere with many returns of the present season, and went to bed. End of section twenty-five, seventeen eighty-one, part two, and end of the diary of a country parson by james woodford read by john greenman